life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? So, this is a moment of transparency. So, as you know, I record every other week um, for the latest episode of the glory in our stories. So, this morning, I got up, uh, went running, did everything I was supposed to do, I usually... Running gives me an opportunity to think and plan, as well as, you know, get my workout in. Um, and last night, I packed all of my equipment, my computer, my microphone, everything that I needed for today's episode. <sighs> Yesterday... I put something up because I used the microphone like a couple of days ago and something told me to go ahead and put this particular cord in my bag. I didn't. I put it in the drawer at my desk. So I get here to the library, but it wasn't even until I parked the car grabbed my bag and realized that the cord that I needed was not in my bag. It was in my drawer at home. Keep in mind, my home is only 15 minutes away. But if I go home and come back, that's at least 30 minutes. The time slot that I have for this room is one hour. So that would have been a waste of 30 minutes. So right now, I am recording via the assistance of my iPhone, my iPhone 8 Plus. Yes, I am behind. Plan on getting a new one um, either this year or next year, but it's probably not going to be the latest model. It may be just slightly older because I don't need the latest phone. I thought I did for a long time, but my 8 Plus has been holding on in there. There's still some uh, some uh, glitches every now and then. And I think, you know, Apple is just trying to force me to upgrade, spend some more money. But I'm not prepared to do that yet. So I'm going to hold on to this phone until, you know, you know, God says otherwise. So Anyway, um, welcome to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. Um, 
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, if I haven't said that already. So um, this episode is basically geared towards um, events that were very life-changing. So obviously, well, you you don't know this, but I do. Now, the title of this episode is Life-Changing. I wanted to talk about two instances in my life that changed everything. Uh, The reason why these are very vital was because um, both times I was very depressed. Uh, Where I work, they were giving out sort of like care, small care packages um, in reference to um, suicide prevention. Uh, I think the the colors are purple. Um, I think it's purple and white. I think purple, white, and pink, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anyway, I opened the package and I saw this wristband saying, um, suicide prevention starts with me. And the one person that I thought about uh, was a friend of mine that passed away years ago and is weird because we all thought she was fine. Um, But that's the thing when it comes to depression. Um, Most of us have a very good way of hiding it. So you can't see the signs, you know, beyond the smile, uh, the laughter, uh, the excessive um, compulsive behavior, such such as buying things and just leaving and going somewhere without an explanation. You know, you don't, you don't see all that. You just see you don't see beyond that. You just see what you see. So, uh, but I just wanted to touch base on that because I think it's very important because these were moments where I myself was ready to sort of throw in the tile, towel and God said otherwise. And it's funny that I'm learning this um, um, through him is that he knows how to get our attention. Like he knew how to get Samson's attention you know, he knew how to get Moses' Moses's, uh, attention. Um, he knew how to get everyone's attention. And for me, it has been uh, via um, the, the girls and women that I dated. And the reason why I say that is because um, for some reason, I think around 15 years old, I wanted to be a husband. Um, I believe God instilled that in me, but I didn't know what being a husband really meant. I just thought that being a husband means marrying your wife, being the sole provider, being kind, and and giving your wife room to evolve. I honestly thought that's the way it was supposed to be. I thought that I'm supposed to, um, you know, add income, if not initiate the standard of income for the household, you know, and these are things that weren't really taught to me. These are things that I was seeing like on television and partially in real life, you know, in reference to other families. But anyway, I was basically girl crazy when I was young, but I was too shy and too insecure to approach women and girls, um, which actually, um, um, transitioned into my adulthood. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, both instances occurred 
um, with me trying to, um, it, it involved a, a woman. It did. So I'm, I'm just going to talk about the first instance. And it's just going to be like a two-part. So it's the first part is going to be the first instant. And then the second one is going to be um, one that came later. Um, so the first one, um, I was in college. I was dating um, someone that I had at the time was working with. And even the onset of that relationship started off wrong. I am a firm believer that if you date someone, um, try to develop a, a um, I guess what they call a platonic relationship where it's just um, surface level, not uh, shallow, uh, having a shallow uh, intentions, but um, but being more intentional and developing a friendship so you can actually get to know each other before you decide, hey, you know what, I might want to date this person. Um, but that's not what happened. Um, it was She was actually talking to somebody, and we ended up talking, and it just, we, we were never friends, never friends. Um, worst relationship I ever had in my life, hands down, worst relationship. And I'm not even specifically blaming her. I'm blaming us both. We were both not in not in a good place. Very, uh, very destructive internally. Uh, we had some psychological disorders and issues that we were not addressing. And when two like-stated people crash into each other it's a horrible scene um it's a homicide to the spirit it's a homicide to your hope so anyway at this time we're dating and we're going back and forth we were arguing we would break up get back together uh, we were be very over exaggerated with how we were feeling it was it was horrible it was horrible and I remember one day being in the in the uh, living room of my dorm room, and I was sitting on the floor, and I was leaning on the coffee table, and I was actually on the phone with her. And um, at this time, I was not, um, I was not, how can I put it, progressive. I was not inspired to do anything. I wasn't motivated. And I was just content with where I was. I was a horrible college student. Horrible. And I was just at the lowest point of my life. And I just didn't care. I didn't care about myself, which meant I didn't care about her. So at that moment, while I was sitting on the floor... And I was on the phone with her. I literally said, and I kid you not, and I'm trying to say it verbatim. I said, God hasn't done anything to shaken me up yet. And I meant that because I was just so, I was settled into where I was. So I felt like God said at that moment, oh, just wait. So maybe a week later, I get a phone call from her. And she's saying, hey, um, I've been sick all day. Um, I just can't keep anything down. I don't know what's wrong. 
And I was like, are you okay? They said, yeah. I said, I don't know. I'm going to try to figure it out. So I was like, okay. So one day she comes over and... Um, and I don't mind talking about this because it's the past and it happened. Um, we were lying in bed. We were just, cause she was at my, my apartment, my dorm, sort of thing, quote unquote dorm room and nothing happened. We were just lying there and she says, uh, three words and I, and I knew I had a feeling the second two words were coming based off the way she said my name. She said, Calvin. And I said, yeah. She said, I'm pregnant. And I remember getting up out of the bed, didn't say anything to her, walked out of the room, walked out of the apartment, and, and walked into the parking lot, and I said, God, why me? Um, as if he was punishing me, as if what was happening was his fault, like he made a mistake. Like, God was doing an audit, and he was like, um, Calvin, can you come here? There's some uh, discrepancies I'd like to discuss with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been doing everything else. No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing everything I was supposed to be doing. Um, again, to reiterate, I was a horrible student. Um, lazy. Uh, not inadequate, just lazy. Um, so that was the moment where uh, God allowed something to happen in order to get my attention, and he knew it would, because ever since then, I, have, I haven't been the same person. Um, for a long time, I didn't forgive myself. For a long time, I didn't forgive her. You know, I was blaming her through that whole process. Um, but what ended up happening, I don't mind mentioning this, um, not mentioning any names um, due to total respect, um, but we ended up... Um, aborting the child. Uh, we both went to the clinic. She was actually going to go without me. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what type of weak, weak man I was. I didn't even have the money to do it. Like, even if I wanted to, I didn't have the money. So she had to borrow money um, for the abortion. Not only that, she was actually going to end up going without me. And I was like, no, 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 no. If there's anybody that's going to take you, I'll take you. So far, worst day of my life. Worst day. It was on a Wednesday. It was May 11th, 2011. I will never forget it. Because that morning we went. Then she came back to my place. She was sick all day. I went to work. And just the, the, the pressure, um, the weight of doing that was just so heavy. The next day was a Thursday. Um, I think I worked that night. Got off work, drove um, 30 minutes to see my mom and cried next to her for, for about two hours. And that was that. Um, it was a life-changing experience because, again, um, I was never the same. I vowed to be a better man, to be a better person, to have more respect for myself. And I believe that if a man has more respect for himself, he has more respect for everyone else. Because it's a nature. We don't mind hurting ourselves. We don't. 
we don't mind hurting um, us, you know, like, like David, King David, when um, he saw Bathsheba, um, who was the wife of a soldier, one of his soldiers, and he wanted her. Um, so he ended up um, sleeping with her. She got pregnant. Um, but in order to cover it up, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send her husband into battle on the front line so that he dies and that I can marry Bathsheba so that people will think that that child is mine legitimately. Um, but no, nah, that's not how it happened. So, yeah, but yeah, that's what happened. Um, but it wasn't just. So going back to what I was saying, um, I wanted to be a different man and I, I wanted to care more about myself. I remember looking in the mirror and saying to myself, and I've said this before, I said to myself, you know what? I don't like you. So whoever I was, and this per it makes sense to me, it made sense to me then, um, but now I guess I have to be a little bit more gracious uh, to who I was. I said, I don't like you. So whoever that version of Calvin was had to die at that moment. I remember taking my earrings out, and I didn't put earrings back into my ear until like maybe nine or ten years later. So, um, and that was with my current wife, and I realized I, I did that because I was finally content with who I was and who I became um, despite my shortcomings. So, uh, but continue to tune in. Uh, we'll be right back. I'll... Uh, inform you of uh, the second time uh, uh, where my life changed um, forever. Hello, TGOS listeners. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the glory in our stories, tuning in every other week um, for a new episode. Um, tune in continuously um, as I continue to share experiences, um, stories of other individuals with interesting journeys. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, sitting across from some awesome people, um, being able to share their, their life uh, with you. Uh, within a span of 40 minutes. So, but continue to listen in, um, enjoy your day, and I wish you all well. Uh, love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. second half of episode uh, 103, episode 103, uh, titled Life Changing. Um, if you were listening in earlier, I was talking about the first instant where my life changed forever uh, due to drastic 
um, circumstances. Uh, but yeah, that happened uh, back in college. Uh, my ex-girlfriend and I got pregnant. Worst relationship ever. Ended up uh, having an abortion and our relationship just went downhill. Um, from what I understand, she's doing well. She has a couple of kids, happily married. Uh, I think she is doing very well for herself. And um, out of respect, I don't communicate with her. Um, out of respect for my wife and out of respect for her husband. Uh, that's just uh, something that a lot of people are not okay with. And when you're married, um, you do have to respect the wishes of your, you have to respect your spouse uh, by doing that. Because to us, um, even we, if you're a woman or a man, wife or husband, um, when you're talking to your ex in our minds, you're like, well, that's in the past. But for them, it's like there's a possibility to reconnect, even though you're thinking there's no way. You never know. You know, all the devil needs is a crack. That's all he needs to, to get in. So um, the second instant uh, life-changing situation um, came when this is after I graduated college. You know, at this point, um, I'm a better man. I'm still grieving some decisions that I made. And um, I had plans post-graduation to move. I had two options. I can either move to Atlanta or move somewhere else in Augusta. And I made these plans um, prior to graduation. But um, ironically, when I graduated, um, both options um, were taken off the table beyond my control. Um, so I was like, wow. So at that time, I only had one, a third ghost option, call it a ghost option. Um, it was to go back home to live with my mom. And as a 28, 29 year old man, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go back home. Um, but I had to. I had to. Um, and as a believer, I, I'm learning that sometimes before you go forward, God would take you back because there's something you still need to learn. It's a lesson you didn't acquire. Um, even if it, even after going to college, either, either after um, earning honors and being in the, the proximity of, of intelligent people, there's still lessons that you need to learn. There's still the basics that you need to receive and I needed to receive those by going back home, which is one of the uh, best decisions I ever made. I believe it w if it wasn't from, from mom giving me the opportunity to transition, I wouldn't be the husband that I am for my wife today. So I give great thanks to that. Um, I was in a dark place um, during that time. So, uh, But anyway... Um, I I was I was get I fell into a a deep depression. Um, around this time, I was dating someone, and we had already our relationship was already falling apart. Um, I do admit um, I did cheat on her. Um, not to justify what I did, but I will explain the reason why I did. I think that's one thing that um, a lot of people don't care to listen to when it comes to men. You know, like, maybe it's just me, but. They, they, they don't want to hear the man side. Um, first of all, I will say this, just to clarify, I'm not saying that I have to, uh, but I will say this. 
um, uh, this girl and I, the, the girl with whom I cheated with, uh, we did not um, have uh, sexual sexual relations. Sound like Bill Clinton back in the 90s. Um, but that's not what we did. I mean, we did kiss. And I'm being candid. I'm being honest right here. Um, we did kiss. Um, and I already knew because we were talking, like just texting. And I already knew it was wrong. Um, but I just felt like I wasn't re- having, I wasn't uh, receiving fulfillment emotionally um, from the person that I was with. And that person who I was dating was already going through something herself. So it was probably not a good time for both of us to date each other. I mean, we were still growing. We were, um, life was uh, altering in, in ways beyond our control. Um, but yeah, um, the graduate that was that was the hardest semester I ever worked in my life. It was my senior semester. It's about to graduate. I took four upper level literature courses at Augusta University. Bad idea. Bad idea. I had like four to five papers due simultaneously, and these aren't just small essay papers. I mean papers at a minimum, uh, what, ten to twelve pages. So we're talking about. Um, about 46, no, about 48 to 50 pages of analytical research uh, that had to be turned in by the end of the semester. And it was, that was hell. I remember having all my papers, all my uh, resources on the floor um, uh, manipulated in a way where I knew where to place them in the actual document. And I was it was it was it was a bunch of mess, <laughs> but um, I ended up getting the highest GPA as a student for myself during that semester. But my overall GPA was still horrible. I, again, I was a horrible student, but I was learning. I was learning um, more about myself and who I was created to be, and I was developing more self-esteem. So, uh, but going but getting back to the story, um, around this time, um, I, I didn't want to be home. I was already depressed. And um, I was still working at a job I didn't like. So one night, I remember um, getting home from work. And I was just, at the time, I was living with my mom. My mom wasn't living at the house at the moment. So um, I was, uh, well, she wasn't home as often. Um, she also wasn't retired. So, um, but at, during, at, that, at that specific time, um, I was at the house by myself uh, more often, and I, w- I I got home. I remember getting in the bed. I don't even think I changed out of my work clothes. I got in the bed, and I remember saying to myself, and I'm and I meant it. I knew I did. I said, God, if you want to take me now, go ahead. I'm not bold enough to do it myself. So if you could do it for me, I would highly appreciate it. So I go to sleep. And I think sometime the next morning, I hear a notification on my phone, a text notification. And it said, um, hi, Calvin, this is such and such. Um, this was an ex-girlfriend who I, whom I had not seen or spoken to in about a decade. So I was like, huh? So me being who I am, I said, this has to be a sign from God. So I was like, yeah, this is a sign from God. He wants us to be together. Nah, Uh uh-uh. 
God allowed that to happen so that he can get so that he can get my attention. And it worked drastically. Um, long story short, we ended up talking, rekindling a flame that we had 10 years ago. Keep in mind, we have not been in contact for a decade. At this point, she has a nine year old son um, and she's been married. And just a lot had happened in that last decade with her and with myself. And we exchange experiences and we catch up. And then we find ourselves being in the same position that we were emotionally um, towards the end of high school. And these, and we're now, we're like 29 going into 30, uh, 30s. Um, so we decide to start dating again. And we solidify it. She says, hey, I'm thinking about coming down there to see you. Like, keep in mind, she lives in the Midwest. And I was like, oh, that'd be dope. So she actually comes and visits. Now, we start talking in November. She gets a plane ticket, and she flies here in the following February. And she stays for about a week. Um, everything goes well. We have fun. Um, she goes back. And we have plans to, um, you know, for the future. Now, when she does go back, we have, at that time, a pregnancy scare. We thought that she was pregnant. And I was like, CJ, you've been here before. You're 29 years old, and you're repeating what you did five, six years ago with someone else. So I'm thinking, God, I'm so sorry. Like, what am I? But I already made up in my mind that if she was, I would make preparations and live accordingly. Come to find out that she wasn't. And at that moment, I realized, I said, man, you, you've hit rock bottom again. Now it's time for you to come out of the pit. That was a life-changing experience. Because on the other side of her, on the other side of what I wanted or what I thought I wanted, was what was prepared for me the entire time. So the funny thing about that relationship, that moment, was that when we were in high school, she came here to look for colleges. And within that process, we met for the first time. That was maybe like 2002, 2003. And I said, you know what? I'm going to come see you. And I never did. And I ended up coming to see her later after high school. I caught a Greyhound bus with my high school graduation funds. And I did a round trip from Georgia to Arkansas, to where she lived, and back to Georgia. And within the, the, the time where, when we spent together, we ended up breaking up because of some decisions um, that we both made, but primarily a decision that I made or didn't make, and I wasn't living up to my bargain of the relationship. So she decided to you know, start speaking, talking to someone else, and it was just a bunch of mess. So fast forward to us being 29, 30 years old, 
and it happens again. Like literally, she comes to see me and I make plans to see her and I can't. And I realize that I can't invest as much into the relationship as she has. So it ended. Plus, um, what I needed from her, I don't think she was able to give. So I was like, you know what? We might as well call it quits. Because um, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work. And it didn't. So, but thank God for that, um, because I was friends with my current wife, and even and she was in a relationship at that time. So we weren't even speaking to it. We 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 couldn't speak to each other out of respect of the people out of respect for the people that we were dating. Uh, we were just friends, but we just wanted to be respectful to our our, our, our courting partners. So, but fast forward to 2015, um, I, I admit to, to the fall of 2015, I admit to my wife, Adrian, um, that I wanted to pursue her in dating. And she was the only woman that ever challenged me to actually really think about what it is I wanted, because this isn't something that one person should take lightly, especially in the um, in the positions that we were in life. And we were both being honest about what we wanted, um, but we wanted to make sure that this was a decision that we were comfortable with. So um, started dating on eight twenty seven fifteen. And um, got engaged February 17th, 2018. Got married uh, March 21st, 2020, the year of COVID. So all of that, all both of these two life-changing experiences led to the best decision, one of the best decisions I've made so far, and it's marrying my wife. Um, I couldn't, every time I look at her and I listen to her, I say, God, thank you. I thank you so much. He speaks to me through her. He does. Um, right now, I'm in a season of my life that I hope that I always stay in is applying God's word and, and, and seeing it as it is not as being interpreted as something different, but as it is, because his, his word is the truth and it is the light, it is the way. Um, I do want to say that I, I welcome anybody's perspective, anybody's experience, anybody's point of view. Um, my goal is to treat you at, like the human being that you are, uh, but one thing that I am first, and I will don't mind admit admitting this, I am Christian first. Um, and I know a lot of people have this idea of what Christianity is, uh, specifically American Christianity. Uh, my goal isn't to practice or mirror that. My goal is to practice and mirror God's word. So when I think of things, whatever, I fact, I fact check myself via the Bible um, to make sure that I'm applying his word correctly and I'm quoting it correctly 
um, because it's not open for interpretation. Uh, that's one thing that I did learn from my father, um, who is a pastor. Um, our relationship in itself hasn't been the uh, most attractive, um, but one thing that I do commend him for is um, knowing that God's word is solid. Um, there is no left, there is no right. There is God's word. So, um, again, my my purpose in this podcast is to help people who have either had similar experiences or just need help, need someone to listen to them, need someone to hear their story so you can gather an understanding of who they are, where they have been, where they are now, and where they're going. So, but yo, those are my two uh, life-changing experiences, experiences that has uh, helped me uh, grow as a man, um, as a Christian, as a friend, as a brother, as a son, um, as a husband, and hopefully one day as a father. So, um, but yeah, if anything, the, the photo that I'm using um, on social media is, and I say this before I end it, it's a hand. It's a handful of dirt. It's those hands full of dirt. Like they, these, these hands are cupped like a bowl, and in the in these hands is dirt, and from the dirt sprouts um, a plant. And that's the analogy I think of when I think of God in my life. God took my mess, and He cultivated it. And, and he made it so that something can still grow out of it. What, what was meant to grow out of it. He basically took my dirt and, and made it fertile. And I just really appreciate that. I've made a lot of bad decisions, uh, made some um, bad choices. But God has his, his grace and his mercy is, is new every single day. And I'm highly grateful for the many second chances that he's given me. Every morning, I do not want to take it for granted that I'm able to breathe, that I'm able to go to work, that I'm able to drive my car, that I'm able to see my wife, you know, that I'm able to hear her snore. <laughs> um, but I'm just so happy um, to be alive. And I don't know what's in store. I don't know what's next. Uh, but God said he'd never leave nor forsake us. And he hasn't, and he never will. And I know there's going to be situations that we face that are beyond our understanding. Um, but he's the only person that can provide peace uh, that surpasses all understanding. So if ever you find yourself calm and okay, and you're like, where did this come from? It came from him. So uh, thank you for listening to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, titled Life Changing. <laughs>